Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey, girl. Hey, Nahanda. It's so good to talk to you today. How are it's you? It's so good to be here. I'm so excited for this conversation. I am very blessed. How are you? <laughs> I'm the same. I'm the same. I am so glad we get to share time and energy and space today. Before we get started, can you please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do? Of course. So I'm Nahanda Truscott Reed. I am on Instagram as the Soul Mama Coach, and I'm the founder of the Soul Mama Journey, which is a platform that supports women from preconception through pregnancy into postpartum and motherhood to heal, to awaken and to thrive because yeah, we need all the resources we can get I think on this journey. I love that. And I want to start by talking about the word awaken because that really struck me. Let's talk about how that in particular awakening plays a role in your work and how you are being of support to helping other moms lean into that awakening. Mm. Well, for me, it started with my own journey as it often does in this healing space. I had my daughter five years ago, but the journey actually began before that in our journey as a couple into conception because I kind of thought it would be very straightforward and simple. I was young and healthy and I was just like, oh yeah, of course this is going to happen straight away. And seemingly for everyone around me, it was happening straight away. And it just forced me to come into this reckoning of, wait, what am I really holding on to about who I think I am and who I think I'm going to be and what motherhood actually means? And you know, what am I inviting in? What am I welcoming? What might I be blocking? Where might I have more space to let go? And it just began this really deep and transformative journey of healing and of bringing up stuff to the surface that I'd kind of shoved down. And that I think we're all forced to in our daily lives and in this kind of nine to five rat race. And it just gave me space to really become really intentional and conscious and aware of all of the choices that I was making. And so we did. Uh, naturally conceived my daughter about a year later and then I was like oh I've got this now like pregnancy was blissful like I was glowing I was like mm -hmm. yep having this natural birth and then the spiral that came out of her actually being born emotionally mm. spiritually energetically I was just at my lowest and that was a shock for me I had not prepared for that I didn't feel like there was any place that I could go anyone I could speak to mm -hmm. and so it began this kind of re 
identifying, awakening, mm-hmm. and just kind of coming to terms with what does this mean now to be a mother in this time, especially when there's so little support or resources that I found. So that began my training and that's now how I support other women. And I see those same themes come up time and time again, whether it's women on their conscious conception journey or in their pregnancy or in their motherhood, where they're just like, I can't do this alone and we shouldn't have to. Mm -hmm. And so we're leaning on ancient tools and resources that help us to move through that with more ease. So, so necessary, such necessary work. And that enlightenment, like being able to essentially allow women to call their power back in such a dynamic way, even when it's really challenging and hard, right? Postpartum specifically is um, very challenging. It was very challenging for me, my third baby. And it required me to speak up and name what I needed. And that was really, really hard. And then I was like, it really does take, I mean, I knew this, that it takes a village, right? We know this. But when you actually have to put into practice, like leaning on your village, right? And being able to stand with them and say, I need you. It is Mm -hmm. so radically important. So I want to talk about self-care as community care because they are interlinked. And since we're on this kind of pathway right now of, yes, we have to take care of ourselves through our conscious conception, through hydration, through body movement, all the things, pregnant or not, right? And then to be able to say, I need my community or I am going to be leaning into self-care so that when I show up in my motherhood, in my marriage, partnerships, relationships, etc., I am full and abundant and able to lean in. So what would yes. you say about self-care as a community as a community care practice? Well, I think the thing that I see and that I have felt is that there is this still attached uh, sense of martyrdom that is kind of associated with motherhood, where historically or just unconsciously, we've inherited these beliefs that motherhood equals sacrifice and that the virtue of being a woman is how well you can please or how much you can give or how much you're willing to sacrifice of yourself. And so the first thing that I do is kind of reframe that for women and say, until we place ourselves at the center of our lives, we are not going to be able to give in the ways that we want to. And we're not going to be able to break some of those negative conditionings, some of those kind of damaging and toxic beliefs that hold us in these positions of unsupport and under-resourcing. Mm. And so it's kind of taking ourselves from the bottom of our list and placing ourselves at the top. And so it's easier said than done. But when women actually experience what that feels like, you know, actually going deeper than the mental, going into what your heart wants, what your soul wants, what your mm. womb is saying, and how mm. you can honor that in your choices and your decisions, then you begin to make different choices and decisions in your life. So from the foods that you take in or the ways that you move your body temple or the kind of relationships that you're trying to attract or cultivate. Everything kind of shifts around this renewed sense of self that I feel motherhood gives us the opportunity to really amplify. And so that's how I frame the motherhood journey. It's like it's a healing journey to recover parts of ourselves that we've we've had access to, but we've forgotten and we've lost and to bring those back in so that we can show up in our fullness as women. Mm, in our fullness. Mm. How are you showing up in your fullness, especially right now in a pandemic, <laughs> being a wife, being a business owner? Like, how are you filling up? So rest 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 I feel like this is like the key because the 
collective exhaustion is real. You know, the responses to the racial trauma is real. The overexposure to stimulation and social media and the noise and the disconnect and the addiction and all of the things that we're being pulled into in the external world, Mm -hmm. none of those things are set up to serve us, right? And we know Mm -hmm. that logically, but we still find ourselves pulled into those directions. So for me, it's about kind of taking a lens of my day and of my weeks with looking at my energy. Where am Mm -hmm. I spending my time and my energy? What is draining my energy? Where do I feel resistance? And what feeds me? What nourishes me? What moments do I really look forward to? Where do I feel joy? Where do I feel replenished? And then to come from that place to then saying, well, why am I doing the things that aren't aren't serving me? Can I do less of that and more of the other? Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's about actually taking the space to get still, to get quiet and to have those moments of rest. So having a rest practice, it could be a yoga nidra practice, or it could be having a nap in the afternoon, like I'm a major fan of the nap ministries work it looks different ways for different people our ancestors would have said you know i'm just resting my eyes for two minutes i just need to close my eyes and turn off this music and you know just Mm. disengage from the world for a minute it could be taking Mm -hmm. a walk it could just be laying down with your babies having a mindful breastfeeding session like whatever that is for you the place that you feel most at home and most replenished, making more time in your day to do that. So Mm. for me, that is giving myself the permission to step away from the computer, to turn off from whatever else is pulling my attention and to come back to myself, whether it's a movement, whether it's just lying still, whether it's journaling, it's different on every day and it changes depending on my cycle depending on my energy but it's really just giving myself the space to actually tune in and ask myself at any given time what do I really need to feel good right now you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then honoring it hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film If only in theaters May 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. self-inquiry like what do I really need and also I think I would even like add to that list what do I really want right Mm -hmm. now and especially because as women as black women we're often like conditioned to suppress our needs and suppress our wants and to not speak up about either of those things so what would you say to that about like giving ourselves that permission to not only name what we need but to voice what we want To me, it comes down to cultivating a sense of self-worth, you know, actually believing that we're worthy of the things that we desire because the resistance or the doubt or the fear or the lack of voicing or communicating what we need, I believe comes from that disconnect of actually believing that we're worthy. And so whether that is through affirmation or through, you know, I do this ritual in the shower where I kind of bring to the surface all of the things that I'm wanting to let go. And as that water 
water's running over my skin, I say I'm releasing self-doubt. I'm releasing whatever stories have been coming up to the front of our minds, that negative self-talk, that inner critic's voice. And I'm replacing that with self-belief. You know, I am amazing. I am enough. I am worthy. And I say that out loud. and, And my daughter's old enough now where she can see that example and she inquires, you know, mommy, what does that mean? Or am I worthy? Or, you know, we can actually mm-hmm. build that as a practice that starts to ripple effect into the family. So it's that realization that by pouring into me the things that I want and that I need, I am giving to my family. I'm giving to my partner. I'm giving to my children. I'm giving to my community because I'm showing up in a way that I probably haven't allowed myself to before. Mm. Um, and so when you make that connection, I think it makes it easier to be able to show up in that way. And the more that women feel into that, the more I see that momentum grows. Yes. And it's so interesting that you mentioned this in general, because in my course right now, we're doing week two, which is centered around releasing. And Mm. I just got an email from one of my course community members saying, I'm having a hard time with the releasing. It feels like it's just surface level and I don't believe it. And you have any tips on how to lean into that? And I was Mm. literally crafting an email to her before our call. And this is just confirmation that it doesn't necessarily have to be something we believe right away because practice practice. creates ritual. It is the act of the, the practice of, and I think that that is so powerful. And that also like gives space to us as women to not have everything be definitive. Like some things may just have to be in the gray, may just have to be up in the air and they'll come to color or come to the ground as they are ready. Right. And I think that that's a part of the ritual practice. That's a part of affirmation practice and writing. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, and I'm sure you've heard this as well, folks say, I don't believe what I'm saying. And I say, that's okay. You don't have to believe it just yet. Just keep going, you know, keep going. And then it just clicks and people have breakthroughs and it's like, oh, that's what she meant. Definitely, definitely. For me, I think it comes down to the clarity of intention. It's like, okay, so you don't believe it, but what is the story that is playing in the meantime? Okay, right. it's, it's that I'm not enough. And how is that serving you? It's not. So if you're going to believe a lie, you may as well believe a lie that's going to serve you and at least right. give you the opportunity <laughs> to move into that direction, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it may not be a truth in this moment but with your intention and with that desire you're indicating to yourself to the people around you to the universe this is the direction that I want to move in and you know like for example the fact of being really tired you were speaking about how do I feel in this whole lockdown period and I think parents specifically of young children who need our time and attention coming out of this lockdown parents are super burnt out or super exhausted because they've been given of themselves, whether they're working or they're juggling or they're, you know, working through financial pressures or just being in the home with their partner who they've not had to do that with. There's a lot of adjustment and a lot of energy drain that's potentially have, have happened over the last few months. And so we get used to the reality of saying I'm tired and that's the truth. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not asking anybody to deny that, but right. I try and ask myself, you know, what would it feel like to allow energy in right now? Not that I have to fake it, to myself that I'm feeling full of energy, but can I open to the allowing of that energy to flow through me? Can I know that I'm a vessel and that I can open and that source of energy is infinite and that there can be a shifting of that energy? Do I believe those things are true? Yes. So what things have made me feel energetic in the past? Movement, music, dance. Okay. Can I try some of those things now? Yes. Does it feel good? Yes. Do I feel more energy? Yes. Right. So I've just managed to kind of shift myself into the space of believing because I have allowed that to flow through me with the 
curiosity and with the intention. And so those are the kind of practices, you know, in, in the work that I do that I'm always kind of bringing to the fore with women. It doesn't look the same way for every woman, but there will be a way that kind of just gives you the release on the resistance and that kind of hold to the control enough to say, well, can I just pause for a minute and see what might come up if I try this? Mm. Yes. And when we say that, yes, you know, an embodied yes, often that's when the breakthroughs, the inspiration, the creativity, the energy starts to flow. So yes, it's a practice, but we have to show up for the journey. Mm, That is the truth. And that self-inquiry is so, so, so important. And greeting our feelings and our emotions with curiosity is absolutely divine. Um, It opens up so many different doors. And I think there's a lot of magic to be had there. Even if we feel like we don't know exactly how to do it, we can always lean in a little closer to see if we're interested and able and willing and open enough to kind of like find out, you know, more about what is, you know, surfacing. So to switch gears a little bit, I'd like to ask you how you protect your space and peace and energy as someone who is a giver and who has to show up in work, in motherhood, in partnership, in ways that are radically intentional and rooted in, you know, deep understanding of self. How do you have boundaries around that, specifically in work? I've been mm. wanting to ask that, you know, to other female entrepreneurs, like what does your boundary look like when it comes Mm. to energy protection at work? So I think the thing that's been interesting of the last few months is the kind of the stretch that a lot of us have been under, especially if we're working for ourselves, we're working these kind of flexible ways, which I am. I see women over, you know, Zoom. And so that time can feel sometimes less defined than it would do if I was in an office or in a kind of nine to five where when it's my time, it's my time. And so I'm very... A kind of conscientious about looking over my week and being like, okay, when are the pockets of time that I can afford to take back for myself? And where are the times that I'm expected to show up for another? And then what do I need to do ahead of me showing up for that person so that I can show up in my fullness? So often I will not book a, an appointment in the first hour of the morning when I have my space and I will kind of come back to the intention. How am I sh- wanting to serve? How am I wanting to show up? How do I want to feel? What is it that I'm wanting to give and therefore how can I experience some of that right now. And often that will just be like, I'll do some smudging and I'll do some intention setting and I'll write down where I'm at and I'll offload anything that's kind of blocking that frequency. So whether it's just like a brain dump and I'll just write down like, you know, all of the things that are just in my mind so that I can come back to that clear channel. So then when I show up, I'm not carrying any of that stuff. And Mm. then often what happens is obviously people are coming with quite heavy things, you know, the struggles that they're going through where they need support. So once we've actually had that session, I also then take space to cleanse from that, you know, to actually offset from that and to recompartmentalize. So energetically, I'm kind of sealing the space so that I know that I do not need to carry that with me in my mind, in my heart, in my field onto the next appointment or into the rest of my day. And obviously there are times when that crosses over and I ask my husband and my children to (laughs) to feed back to me, which they do without prompting. (laughs) Often, like, you know, my husband will say like, I can 
means you're worrying about something or you're stressing about something, you know, what's going on. And, you know, I will, I will then come back to my practice of like, okay, this needs to be left over here. And it's just building up that practice of compartmentalizing so that you can be present without that lingering energy Mm. being draining, you know? So it's really being integral about that. So I don't block back to back for that reason. And I make sure I have space and time around the things that I need to show up for so that I can show up accordingly. And I also take note of what day of my cycle is, you know, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) if I'm going to be asked to prepare something that I need to be really creative on, I'm going to do that in my springtime. I'm not going to do that when I'm on my bleed and I'm, I'm in the time of hibernation. That's not necessarily my most creative and most energetically flowing. So I try to use that as a, a gauge, you know, to kind of plan work as well. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I love that. And I absolutely want to talk about getting in touch with our our cycles mm-hmm. and planning our work, our play, our sacred self-care time around our periods. Mm-hmm. What do you say to your clients who are looking, especially as they are leaning into conception, or maybe they just even want to get closer to their bodies and to their true self and create a different relationship with their periods? Yes. How do you encourage folks to plan around their cycle and to take some time to get to know their bodies and their schedules mm-hmm. right, on this new pathway? I first of all want to say that I understand that that's a privilege for those of us who are in ability to kind of make those choices around how we're spending the majority of our time. And so I know some of the pushback and the resistance that I've had are because people feel like the majority of their time and energy is spent giving to a workplace or to a manager or to whatever their outpouring is. And that is what's sustaining them in this present moment in time. So the first thing is just to get clear as to where you're at in your life and to really look at your days and your weeks and your months and to see where you're outputting and where there is time to be able to then make choices because it's quite often that you don't realize you do have time but that's being spent doing things that potentially may not be serving you when you do have the choice right Mm, so so it's getting clear on what is yours and where you have that choice and then I really drop down from the head and the kind of mental logistics of planning and calendars and I just come down into the womb like what does it feel 
feel like to actually drop down into your womb. So we will begin with a kind of embodied visualization where we actually go into like a womb temple. Mm. And so I, I travel down through the chakras and I guide the woman through into that dark shadowy space of the womb, which is in on the chakras, it's in between the sacral and the root, which is in between water and earth, which when you think about it is the mud right? It's the place that we've been taught to fear. It's the aversion. It's the dirt. It's the shame. It's all of these negative associations. And so the first thing is really healing all of that embodied and internalized negativity that we we are holding on to of what it means to be a woman, of what it means to have a menstrual cycle, of what it means to bleed and to re- frame that as this sacred essence and to realize that from the mud is where the lotus flower actually blooms Mm. and so when we can come to that temple of that realization that that is our sanctity that's our essence and obviously because we've been in a patriarchal society we've been conditioned to disconnect from that so the more we can reconnect to that with the breath with our body with our movement with our visualization then from that place asking the question you know Mm. what do i need to change what do i need to shift what do I need to move? What do I need to show up for differently? And often women don't expect that they will get any answers because there is this awareness that they're quite disconnected from their wombs or from their cycles. Mm -hmm. But there is always the answer. I've never worked with a woman who hasn't had the womb speak, you know? And so there's always an answer. And that answer can be pick up your writing. You've never, you, you haven't picked up your writing or, you know, explore your painting or whatever it is for that woman. You know, sometimes it's to leave a relationship. Sometimes it's to begin something Mm -hmm. that they've been putting off for a really long time it's different for every woman and that's the power of our wombs is that we each have that embodied power and it's an innate thing that we normally don't connect to but we have the power to Mm, that just blew my mind completely. And I think I need a menstrual coach. So I'll probably be a new client of yours. Seriously though, like it is so, that is just everything. So before we wrap up, I'd love for you to leave our listeners with three affirmations that they can hold close no matter where they are, what they're walking through, and no matter what they may be believing in this moment especially if adversity is at the center or if pain is at the surface. What three affirmations would you leave us with? Mm, Well, I feel like I am enough has to be the core of all of our lives because the not enoughness is what leads us into the paths of seeking outside of ourselves. So that has to be the beginning. You know, I am enough, I am worthy. And then I feel like rest is my path to my productivity is a powerful one. You know, my rest is my meaningful contribution or my rest is how I'm showing up with productivity. It's not disconnecting those two things or feeling like you might be lazy or idle or not on purpose, but that rest is the gateway to your purpose, right? So that's a powerful one around rest. And then I think for the women who are experiencing pain or struggle, it's realizing that there is a pathway through this that I have access to. I'm always guided, I'm always protected, and there will be a pathway through this. And so realizing that there is an unfolding that's taking place and that it doesn't necessarily need you to do anything or not do anything, but to just continue to be present and to inquire. And so, you know, my path is my purpose. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai.
Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.